So, Steve and I uh, weren't actually able to record this week because we were both uh, pretty busy with life stuff. Um, so we decided to put together a little compilation of uh, some of the outtakes uh, that we did, which were actually two massive outtakes um, that were kind of runoffs from other episodes that we kind of kept for a rainy day. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of weird editing in it because I didn't want to make it a bit too heavily edited, but it seems to work all right. So yeah, these are taken from, well, I think one of them's from like six months ago or something crazy like that. And uh, so yeah, there might be some references that uh, aren't really fully explained, some stuff that doesn't make sense, but hey, how is that different to uh, many of the other episodes anyway? <laughs> all right, so yeah, uh, we'll be back on uh, recording normally next week. So for now, enjoy this episode. Go, 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 go. Okay, that's not the most ridiculous story. Oh, God. All right, it's my last one. Um, you know vegans. Some of them. Yeah, you know how um, a lot of people view people who are very active about their dietary requirements. Mm. They're kind of... Uh, people are very defensive. Pe- vegans tend to, Some vegans who are very defensive get very irritating kind of yeah. Um, ridic- and yeah can cause problems and then there's people trying to argue against them like I read that you can't be a vegan you can't truly be a vegan because if you don't eat meat you die and the only reason that vegans remain alive or vegetarians remain alive is because they the vegetables they eat have got insects on them and if they eat enough I've never of the vegetable- read that <laughs> it sounds stupid yeah, but I've read that. I've read that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like microscopic small insects and that mm. are on vegetables, so you're getting some form of protein, and you can definitely get protein from vegetables and from other sources. Um, but yeah, there's the argument that, like, and then you've got vegans who are people who are very strict about their diet and trying to preach their diet to other people. It's very much a kind of what was it? What was it called? People walking around knocking on your door trying to preach religion to you. Like Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's, it's very Jehovah's Witnessy, and you're like, oh, just leave me alone. You do yeah. your thing, I'll do my thing. Yeah. Well, vegans have evolved. Well, they haven't evolved. <laughs> this is like a new thing. Um, I'll just read it. Studies have shown that the health benefits of brief periods of fasting um, can be quite beneficial. But one couple is making the bizarre claim that they have learned to, to survive largely you know, without food and are instead sustained by cosmic nourishment. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, Camilla Castello, 34, and Akahi Ricardo, 36, are what is known as breath Aryans. They say they eat just three times a week, with each meal consisting of just a piece of fruit or some vegetable broth. Yeah, no, you're starving. (laughs) Breath Aryans. Such claims have attracted equal measures of ridicule and alarm in the past. Breatharianism, which is not a good name, but breatharianism has been linked to the deaths of several people, including uh, an Australian woman who was found on a mountain. (laughs) Hang on. I was trying to skip through it, but I just saw that. Including Verity Lynn, a 49-year-old Australian whose whose emaciated body was found on a mountain in northwest Scotland in 1999. eat nothing and then go mountain climbing. (laughs) And also, if someone dies on a mountain, don't assume they were on a diet. This would be like, maybe there's there's nothing to eat on a mountain. (laughs) But yeah, also, if you're not feeling full, don't go up a mountain. (laughs) Um, 
Alongside a, oh, okay. Alongside a diary recounting her 21-day fast and a copy of a book by the founder of breatharianism known as Jasmuheen. So she went up there... Who is there, also she, dead. <laughs> this woman in, who died in Scotland was writing a diary about a 21-day fast on a mountain and died. Fair enough. Jesus. Um, born in Australia as Ellen Grieve, Jasmuheen, who's the writer of this dietary movement, has herself warmed to the dangers of life with no very... Little food, I'm assuming. Mm. If a person is unprepared, <laughs> is unprepared to eat nothing, <laughs> <laughs> and not listening to their inner voice, the one that's saying, eat something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there can be many problems with the 21-day process, from extreme weight loss to even loss of their life. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, Jasmuheen took part in a monitored fast for Australia's 60-minute news program in an attempt to prove her claims. But doctors cut short her attempt after seven days because she became dehydrated, lost weight, and her speech began to slow. Uh, Which isn't a good sign. No. <laughs> like, you've lost weight. Yeah, you're dehydrated. Well, you're not eating anything. Um, but your, your brain is <laughs> slowing <laughs> down. Doctors are like doctors are of the belief of science, which is something like you can live ten days without food until you die, or something like that. You can live not like twenty one. You can you you can live a long time without food. You yeah, can't live like long three without days water. with water, and then it's like seven or ten days without food, or yeah. something like that. But not not three weeks. No, I'm sure some people could. Yeah, but <laughs> a doctor's like no, nah, yeah. don't don't. Why would you do that? <laughs> don't do that. <coughs> um, so yeah, she tried to fast for 21 days, but medical experts said no after seven. Nevertheless, Castello and Ricardo, who live between California and Ecuador, who live between California and Ecuador, that must mean that one of them lives in California and one of them lives in Ecuador, right? Well, they've got another house in Ecuador. Yeah, because between not, California and it's pretty. They're not being um, like shy about it. They're not being like they live somewhere. Between <laughs> yeah. California Between and the North and the South. Yeah. <laughs> um, they say they've forgotten what it's like to be hungry. Um, <laughs> they claim they survive on energy that exists in the universe and in themselves. Oh, God. They say humans can easily be without food as long as they are connected to the energy that exists in all things and breathe. For three years, Akahi and I didn't eat anything at all. And now we only eat occasionally, like if we're in a social situation or if I simply want to taste a fruit. You didn't eat nothing for three years. Yeah, no. You didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. There are people. There's going to be people who believe it. Well, hang on. <clears throat> Thin the herd. I, I don't care. Let um, them all die. She said, idiots. with my first child, I practiced a breatharian pregnancy. Hunger what? was a foreign sensation to me, so I fully lived on light and ate nothing. With your child? <laughs> your child's going to be well, fucked. She said, um, I haven't got it here, but she said uh, she had like regular blood tests throughout to check everything was fine. Apparently everything was fine. Bollocks. Utter well, bollocks. Right, there's there's bollocks no way that's there's true. There's bollocks somewhere, right? And I've got personal... Uh, I, I, I think that a lot of people have really warped views of their eating habits. Yeah. Because I've, cause, um, I've been, I focus on diet every now and then when I was growing up. I would notice people who would say that they had, like, I've got really high metabolism. You know, just, I can eat everything and I'm, I'm still thin. Mm. And, you know, I just know 
No, I, I'm, I'm assuming that there is some truth to that. Everybody's different. Everybody mm. digests and processes things in different ways and whatever. But if you go out with somebody who says that, I've never seen somebody who says that and eats the same amount that I would eat. Yeah. Just don't. I just, it just never occurred to me. Yeah. Like it's people who will order a pizza and he would eat half of it and would mm. throw away half of it. But I'm just, it's my metabolism. It's like, no, you're just not eating very much. Yeah. That's okay, but don't try and. Don't pass it off you're, as you're something not some, else. You're not some higher evolved being. Yeah. <laughs> so when people said they didn't eat anything for three years, you'd be like, I think you did. Th- yeah, you did. Even if people say they didn't, if, if people say they're starving if they haven't had breakfast. Mm. It's like, yeah, but you ate yesterday, right? I yeah. mean, you, you can so live for three years without food. You're not starving. Food. Yeah, people just have warped views of food and, and, and their own kind of consumption of it. Mm. Um, obviously, their living costs are a lot less than most families because they don't buy food. <laughs> <laughs> they just live off light, so their electricity bills mm. matter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's allowed us to spend our money on things that really matter. Because <laughs> food doesn't matter. You find that food matters. <laughs> like travelling and exploring in an empty stomach. I suppose flying's cheaper because you're not buying any snacks or anything. <laughs> no £5 Pringles for you. No. <laughs> um, it's given us a clear sense of what we want in life. It's not about never eating food again. It's about understanding cosmic nourishment and living without limits. There is nothing limits. to understand. It's bollocks. Well, like, I can't remember whether it was in this article or whether it was just something that I thought... Um, but there is definitely different nourishment that you get from both ex- from experience. Like if you're a, if you're low energy, going for a walk can make you feel better. And yeah. I don't think it's just the, the mechanics of your body up and moving and your heart rate rising. I think just mentally you get nourishment from images you see and sounds you hear, and yeah. there is certain kind of there mental is, nourishment. Yeah, there is that. But you need food as well. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're a machine. Like, if you yeah. stop putting fuel in your car, it's not going to learn to fucking, <laughs> like, be like, be so oh, right, so I don't get that anymore, but this air's pretty flammable. <laughs> yeah. I'll just use this. I'll just burn the sun. Yeah. It'll be solar-powered car. Be fine. <laughs> um, it does end by saying, according to the NHS, eating a healthy, balanced diet is an important part of maintaining good health. Yeah. <laughs> not eating the stars or whatever the, the fuck by, they're by doing. the way the NHS says these people are fucking crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well I think the article was to prove a point I think the point was something along the lines of breatharianism might not be crazy but breatharians are deluded <laughs> so like yeah it's, it's the, if you believe you've eaten nothing for three years and you're fine many people would argue that maybe you ate something yeah yeah a great selling point for a fucking diet. Oh, if you want a surefire way to die on a mountain. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't forget to write your diary. <laughs> compete with Anne Frank. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are these people's views on starvation in Africa? They'd be like, oh, just use the light. I mean, there's, yeah. there's sun in Africa. I yeah. mean, these fucking peasants. Yeah. They're not exactly. as evolved as I am. <laughs> oh, you haven't eaten for a month? Oh, I haven't eaten for three years. <laughs> you know... Yeah, just I, I don't know what the moral of that story was. I just think it it's so ridiculous to me. Yeah. One that it's called breatharianism, <laughs> as in like we like vegetarians eat vegetables. These yeah. people eat breath. <laughs> <laughs> and like I mean, there is there I think there is something. There is probably some kind of science in fasting. Like I imagine that 
if you believe in like evolution when we were prime primal creatures like you didn't eat six square meals a day you probably Mm. went a morning without eating or an evening without eating or a week without eating maybe so you've kind of your body is probably okay under certain conditions like don't eat for a day or two yeah but the most recent thing I heard about fasting because um Terry Crews yeah. um, did a bit about fasting and when he described it I was like oh is that what they mean because apparently it includes when you're asleep which I never considered right, so Terry yeah. Crews would say like he does like a, a 14 or 16 hour fast every day yeah which means he like, only eats crazy. for an 8 hour window yeah, yeah. so which is- he's fasting while he's asleep yeah which is which is weird to me because it feels like that obviously you're not eating when you're asleep mm. it feels it was weird that that's kind of included yeah. so and a lot of people do say and I, th- I think it's very true that you shouldn't eat I think like four hours before you go to sleep so like yeah. by just setting a window of like 14 hours if you're asleep for eight that means for the first three hours or the last three hours or both or some variation of that you just stop eating all that matters fine. is the amount of calories you take in within a 24 hour period where you set those hours and how you distribute them is entirely up to you. But if you but it's have different this... if you eat if you eat a pizza and then go straight to sleep. It's a very different process than if you wake up and eat a pizza, right? It depends what you've done during the day. But yeah, my point is that yeah, it depends when you've gone to sleep and when yeah. you've woken up in that example. So yeah, if you eat a whole bunch of because when you go to sleep your digestive system just switches on to idle mode or turns off completely. So if you were to eat a bunch of high energy foods and then go to sleep your body would just convert them all into fat whereas if you were to eat a bunch of high energy foods it'll still use it to replenish your muscles where it needs to depending on the on not the high energy aspect of it so carbohydrates for example mm. won't have that effect at all because carbohydrates don't replenish in the same way they're like fats and uh, what's it omega-3 or well, these car- other yeah, kind carbs of nutrients are you, carbs are your instant energy but if you if, yeah. if, if your muscles are depleted mm. your body will still use carbs to, to refuel them and then anything beyond the point where they're full but if your digestive system is off because you're unconscious then the food would just rot in your stomach your digestive system doesn't switch off no but the blood disip- the blood moves when you're asleep you don't digest as well is what I've heard okay so yeah I agree that um, food if you eat food you will replenish muscle growth or you will uh, nourish your body but depending on when you're eating in relation to other factors will have an effect on the effectiveness or the productivity of your your digestive system potentially yeah yeah I think inevitably I think it yeah completely it depends on the factors around it. If you if you eat a pizza and then shoot yourself in the face, I don't think your ankles are going to recover. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think... So that's the idea of fasting for me is like, yeah, you don't eat anything. I think it's like four hours before you go to sleep so that when you sleep, um, you have a better sleep because you're not digesting anymore anyway in the primary areas or whatever. Mm. And that can kind of switch off and then all the nourishment kind of goes into better places. Ooh. So fasting does it makes more sense when I just when I had the stupid moment of like oh you're including sleep yeah you wuss because <laughs> really you're only fasting for six hours yeah you're, my, you're eating between logic. the hours of nine and five yeah it's like right. it's fine that's fine yeah <laughs> not just not eating for I was thinking in working days <laughs> you know we're working days <laughs> yeah. um the only reason this one was kind of funny to me is because I read the the headline in a really passive-aggressive, pessimistic kind of way. 
Yeah. Almost as though it was accusing you of being lesser. Stop giving your seat to old people on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) The world's oldest living land creature is a gay tortoise named Jonathan. (laughs) 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 Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's how I read it. It's like, whoa, all right. (laughs) That's like somebody bursting into the room, like breaking that breaking news. (laughs) Oh, my God. Kill it, kill it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else that's entertaining about that article. It's just I can still go through it, but it's just How do you know if a tortoise how do you know a tortoise's sexual preferences? Well, they had it uh it was it was in a um it's, a, it's a, firstly it's hundred and eighty six years old, Jonathan is. Right. Um and it's had a female tortoise companion, Frederica, for twenty six years. Okay. And uh, and they mated and everything like that. Oh, he's clearly gay. Uh, but and uh, they were like, well, they but they they mate, but they've never had children. And Frederica, it turns out, is a bloke. So okay, he's fucking another guy tortoise. Okay, so he's gay. Well, you know who assigned that tortoise that gender? First of all, oh god. I mean, you know. The I vets can't. or the beach. I can't. Like, this is I, I can't. I can't have these conversations. Well, obviously, it's it's just a clickbait headline, isn't it? Yeah. Like, obviously, a tortoise. You don't know whether the tortoise is gay or not. All yeah. you know is that the tortoise I don't has sex. There is a, a gay in a tortoise. tortoise world. Like, it's just reptilian. That's a thing. Let's fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like just they'll just fuck whatever they can apart from yeah pandas. If you it. put a female tortoise in there, I'm sure it'd fuck that as well. Yeah. Well, even, there's so many factors involved that it doesn't make it, but it's a clickbait thing, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. And it's called Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> All right. 186 years old. He was, uh, he was a, a gift to someone in the Seychelles in the 1880s. It's just, it's like, it's just seen so much shit. In the 1880s? He survived two world wars to be called, <laughs> to, to just be used in this headline. All right, number one, I'm assuming that it was always called Jonathan. I, see, I'm. It not... feels like a weird 1880s name, yeah. like Dave. Oh, it's Dave <laughs> from the 1880s. Called? Jonathan. Well, it's very modern, isn't it? <laughs> Beyonce. Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, well maybe if you time. trace back the name Jonathan, it comes from this tortoise from the 1880s. <laughs> yeah. no, well, no, hang on. John was in the Bible, right? Yeah. So John was around. Yeah. <laughs> four weeks in a row. Um. Uh, <laughs> um but has John always been Jonathan? Uh, John's I never been Johnson. No. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So, yeah, maybe just, just John. John. And then this tortoise was like, I'm not just John. Yeah, I'm John. I'm a very complex tortoise. <laughs> yeah, John a fun. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, is that where Nathan comes from? Nathan. John Nathan. Maybe. That makes sense yeah. in a weird way. It. <laughs> in a Nick way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, half of it's Nathan. <laughs> no, but then Nathaniel, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You're not John Nathaniel. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it, who's, who's that much of a... Well, hang on. Was Nathaniel in the Bible? That's my point of reference when it comes so. to names. Yeah, like it sounds like names. a Christian name, though. John. Luke. Nathaniel. David. Thomas. Thomas feels biblical. Thomas. Stephen is biblical. Christopher. Christ. I think, Maybe. yeah, Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. 
Yeah, was there? There's probably a Nicholas around somewhere. Mm. But what's the other one? Yeah, who didn't like Daniel so much that they called him Nathaniel? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just a Daniel. (laughs) I'm a very complex person. All people's names have evolved through gay tortoises. (laughs) Planted throughout history. (laughs) We've called him Daniel. I'm not just... (laughs) Because they live long enough to make an idea stick around. (laughs) And, like, they just... They take their time and they just... Cat patiently yeah. spread their message. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Jonathan's got uh, cataracts and's lost his sense of smell. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, men photographed in crocodile trap, dubbed <laughs> idiots of the century. <laughs> no, I saw. I saw this. Yeah. And uh, right, first of all, if you were swimming and you didn't know what a crocodile trap was, <laughs> you could be like, let's go chill in there. If I see a cage in the water, <laughs> I'm not going to swim into the cage. But the cage is open and you can, yeah. I think it was shallow. I think you could like, stand in it. I right. think, I think is what, is what the deal was. And yeah, there's just like six blokes just I'd assume having a it's beer there in to there. trap something though. Yeah. It's a cage. But you could close the cage. I feel like, above the image, you could close the cage from the inside and it wouldn't lock. I, that sounds stupid when I say it out loud because so it's a if you trap. See, so you're just waiting for the crop to come. No, it's just like I have to sit down on this uh, <laughs> in this bit. Similar, like you climb a tree and sit next to a hornet's nest. You're like, ah, just, hornets don't live in trees, do they? Uh, oh, yeah. Might. Hornets will live wherever the fuck they I've want. I've only ever seen them on the ground in fields, but yeah. I think I think they've been in like ceilings and uh, bumblebees live in holes in the ground or in the wall or wherever they want. Um, but hornets and wasps and stuff, they build nests yeah. on anything. And bees. Bees don't make... Ne- oh, bumblebees are different to bees? Uh, yeah, bumblebees live in the ground. Like, they they dig, like... <laughs> they dig furrows and burrows underneath the ground, and they have a nest underground. Fuck this. We're going to be rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, you can fly. Yeah, we're flying rabbits. It what the takes fuck a lot it? of energy for a bumblebee to fly, so if they got the opportunity to walk out of the house, they'd rather do that. <laughs> What's this whole new diet they're on? Cosmic <laughs> nourishment. Yeah. Don't have the energy to fly anymore. Like, it's it's petrifying the idea of being a bumblebee. If a bumblebee... A bumblebee has enough energy to fly for half an hour. And if it doesn't eat after that, it'll die. So they have to eat every half an hour. They're the most... It's, it's, they're, they're a ridiculous Good animal. That makes sense. It looks like hummingbirds and stuff like that. There yeah. must be ludicrous amounts so of so much energy, energy being yeah. expended that they just have to constantly. But they're massive, slow, lazy animals. Well, not lazy, but, <laughs> but they're t- just you're like... an elephant and you're lazy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just big, slow animals. Yeah, eat all the time as well. Yeah. Well, they, but they you feel like an elephant or like a giraffe and shit. Yeah, I guess different types of <laughs> bumblebees eating like pollen and sugar. Yeah, honey. <laughs> <laughs> They're constantly running on, like, jet fuel. <laughs> it's ridiculously inefficient. <laughs> yeah. Do bumblebees make honey as well? Why are they called bumblebees? They're just fatter than bees. Um, yeah, they're a lot bigger than normal bees. Like, they're, yeah, they're big and furry and, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where the bumble part comes from. It's just... It's I just assume... what they do. They bumble around. Yeah. I assume they that means they were flying inefficiently because of their being overweight. That's why I asked if they were fat, if they were bigger than normal bees. Uh, yeah. They can be, yeah, they can be quite a lot bigger than normal bees. Bumbling like around. They're, yeah, they're not, <laughs> yeah, they're not um, 
Yeah, they're not like streamlined, not like a honeybee. It's like, yeah, like as a kid, uh, the idea of a bee just like, like yeah, bumbling into you would be like, oh, for God's sake, it's really weird. But yeah. now I have a lot of respect. <laughs> if, if you don't give a fuck so much because you're so hungry, <laughs> you're just shoulder barging anyone you see in the path. Bam, bam, bam. Fuck off! I'm like, yeah. don't eat in thirty minutes. I'm dead. <laughs> we feed them when we see them outside. If you see them, just like have a carrot. <laughs> she wants some wine. <laughs> the fuck do you feed them? You just sugar water. You carry around sugar water? No, no, no. You don't. Not when we're like walking around in the wild. But like <laughs> the if they're wild in the Tesco. If they're in the garden. They're like they're normally just like if they're out of energy and they can't do anything. Then you normally find them just walking yeah, around yeah, yeah. and they won't make any attempt to fly away or anything because they're just fucked. They'll just die. <laughs> and they will just sit there and die. So like we we you get like you just get, just get some water and, and mm. dissolve a load of sugar into it and just pour it in front of them and they'll just go up to it and drink it and then they'll fuck off. Yeah. Bumblebees. You killed Macaulay Culkin. Did I? Yeah, in that film where he was a kid and he got stung by a bee. Fuck you, Steve. Mind uh, you, did you do any films after that? I don't know any. I don't know my that girl? film. Was it My Girl? I don't know. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Mm. Macaulay Culkin. Home Alone Kid. Yeah. Yeah. He. <laughs> it's a great film. Well, it's a hilarious film. <laughs> it's just about this like young love, I think it's like, you know, eight-year-old, 12-year-old whatever kid, girl and a guy become friends and it's a bit more than friends mm. but it's not sexually explicit um, and then yeah they f- play in the woods or something he gets stung by a bee dies <laughs> and the girl gets really freaked and it's random random bit of trivia um, yeah the actress who played the little girl who again was like 12 years old couldn't cry at the funeral of Macaulay Culkin <laughs> oh god so they brought her mum on set and her mum just like depressed the fuck out of her oh. and was like Imagine I'm in that box and I'm dead and you're alone. <laughs> and action! Oh no! Oh no! Uh, there, was, there was a famous film that was similar to that and it was a big case for like um, child protection in the film industry because it, it was a Christmas film and there, it was in like the 50s or the 60s or something and there was a girl in it who had to be distraught and really upset and just throw an absolute fit and like tantrum and everything like that and they couldn't get to do it convincingly so the director told her her family was dead and she and she literally lost it like for real because she thought her family was dead (laughs) and they were just like okay yeah this is great this is great yeah yeah fine Well, there's a big thing about, I think, um, I think it was called What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Mm. They've gotten a load of animal protection things or pizza things because apparently it killed a cricket. <laughs> right. It's not that, you know, swings roundabouts, yeah. horses, courses. Yeah, I'm not sure a cricket can be scarred for life. I think it's, well, not when it's dead. No. <laughs> but <laughs> definitely very di- well, a different situation, but to telling a kid that she's, you know, no more run the roast dinners. <laughs> No more shepherd's pie from mum. Oh, that's what she's sad about. (laughs) Um, mm -hmm. A a New Jersey woman learns that her dog is alive five months after she thought it was put down. Did you read this? Yeah, maybe. It wasn't like she took it to the vet um, to get put down, but the vet just took it home. (laughs) 
Yeah, the, like there was someone working at the vet, and they and they were just like, "Oh no, I'm sure I can take care of this dog." So she paid them to yeah, put it down, yeah. and they just took it home and looked after it. And then five months later, it says she received an anonymous tip from the dog. <laughs> That, yeah, that, that her dog was still alive. <laughs> well, it's got, it's got to be weird anyway. I mean, there, there's a there's a number of reasons I imagine that you put a dog down. Like, whether it's... He- if it's health reasons, then uh, obviously, like, oh, the dog could have lived another happy five months. Mm. You know, so like, you felt guilty because you sent it to death row and, like, but, you didn't have to. I mean, like, the, the, person, the person that did it is being investigated for animal cruelty because the dog was taken because it's it was in really ill health it had debilitating illnesses and this person just thought she could make it feel better or whatever (laughs) like that and the vet was just like yeah sure go ahead (laughs) (laughs) save me a job get it off my table well instead of me killing it and disposing of the body you'll just let it take it home and watch it die Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah um cheaper than netflix (laughs) the employee wanted to do so out of compassion for the dog and a desire to rehabilitate its health, albeit without the owner's consent. But police ordered the vet technician to return Caesar. He was briefly reunited with the owner before being euthanized. <laughs> oh, hey! Yeah. Fancy seeing nope. you! <laughs> Not again. <laughs> I'll kill you this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now, on to the big story. The big, big story. Um, lots of people have reacted differently to this, um, as I'm sure you're going to go into. Um, but my perspective seems more... more. I think it's quite a tragic story, but mm. everyone seems to think it's hilarious. Like, they're laughing at it. Mm. Uh, a lonely gannet named Nigel yeah. has died in, on a New Zealand island surrounded by concrete birds. Mm. Um, and the basic... <laughs> Conservationists attracted Nigel, no mates, to Manor Island, a scientific reserve off the west coast of Wellington, um, using 80 concrete birds. Yeah. Uh, they hoped the concrete decoys would attract real birds to establish a breeding colony on the island, but for years, Nigel was the only one who arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Which means he left and came back yeah. with nobody. <laughs> Without any real company, Nigel fell in love with one of the concrete birds and did his best to charm her, even building a nest from drift and seaweed, or dirt and seaweed. Um, People have said that Nigel was a lovely bird, but a bit confused, as I'm sure any of you would be (laughs) if all of your friends were cement. (laughs) (laughs) They just say it like, oh, isn't it quirky and cute? And oh, it's like, no, you... You tricked this being into a community of statues (laughs) and then just watched it suffer in loneliness. Watch it slowly die on an island. Yeah, but we gave it friends. Concrete friends. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like the they were like properly sculpted to look like birds in the middle of doing something. Yeah. Like I don't know, limbo. You know, standing on one leg, <laughs> doing all these party tricks or whatever. And yeah. Nigel's like, "Hey, this guy, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I can't hold my breath for that long." Jeez. <laughs> oh, this one, this one's a beauty. I think she'll be my mate. Yeah. Oh, she's a bit, she's a bit cold. It's like fucking Last Man on Earth when he paints all those full faces on everything and hangs out with them at the bar. <laughs> 
Well, they to, to make it. It's just they're accusing of being confused, as if it's out there. Says so everyone's concrete, and they had solar-powered speakers playing bird noise. Right now, here's the here's the thing about that right. is for years all they had was concrete birds, yeah. and then they put the speakers in. <laughs> after Nigel had come and been hanging out with these birds and then more birds came but they wouldn't hang out with Nigel because they thought he was weird <laughs> so he's over there hanging around with all those concrete birds yeah. <laughs> and it's just like I'm not getting it's like, it's like walking into a graveyard and be like this is pretty weird and then there's someone over there humping a gravestone what, what it is <laughs> what the fuck what, what it is, the whole thing is an allegory for a guy that's been left behind by the digital age. Like, <laughs> so you've got this guy that's obsessed with the analogs. Like, oh, I like tapes and vinyls and CDs. I like something physical, something yeah. real. And then you put just the sound in and all the other birds go to it. We're like, fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> like, we don't need the physical being. It's all in the air, man. <laughs> no, well, like, so the, Nigel was like, there's a load of concrete birds down there. Yeah. But- He's the only bird that came. I'm not dealing with it. And then they put the solar power, the sound in. He's like, hang on, they're talking. I'll get involved. Or was the sound after? No, the sound was after. They they put all the birds in in the hope that other birds would come. And they painted shit all over the rocks and stuff. Because apparently (laughs) when birds see bird shit, they think like, oh, that's inhabited. I'll go down there and sit in that guy's shit. Um, And so like, but the only bird that came was Nigel. And then it was him for years trying to woo this rock. And then um, they put the speaker in and a load of other birds came and saw Nigel and was like, I don't know what the fuck's with that guy. But the- see, my article says Nigel shunned them. Oh, so that's a different. Probably a complicated situation. Yeah, different standards. <laughs> don't disrespect my rock. <laughs> you, don't, you don't love her like I do. <laughs> I'm staying on this yeah. side of the island. You can't. There's only one hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Nigel shunned the new arrivals for his concrete friends and remind, remained on a different side of the colony. Tragically, mm. Nigel's body was found next to his concrete love mm. this week. Just died next to <laughs> concrete bird. Uh. Um, and was found by Chris Bell, a conservation ranger who also lives alone on the island. <laughs> he is the Nigel of the human world. <laughs> I just walk around painting shit on rocks and... Uh... And generally just waiting for birds to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> One bird arrived. He didn't like me. No, so, no. He liked the rocks, though. So. <laughs> uh, he said, this just feels like the wrong ending to the story. He died at the beginning of something great. Did he? Did he? Did he? Because <laughs> they came and they didn't like him. <laughs> I certainly feel sad having had him sit there year after year with his concrete mate. Die at the beginning of something great. He died at the end of something hopeless. <laughs> it's still going on. Um, it would have been nice if he'd been able to hold on for a few more years, found a partner, and bred. Hmm. He added, his legacy was that he was the first colonist. And if this turns into a real colony, he will always have been the first. Hmm. The little Nigel Black. <laughs> Nigel came here, and yeah. no one wanted to come with him. Yeah. <laughs> Long live Nigel. <laughs> It's because of Nigel that other gannets know about Mana, which is the name of the island. Yeah, if you do know an absolute prick, (laughs) you tend to know don't go into that pub because there's an absolute prick in that pub. (laughs) Maybe in six months' time, there'll be a happy story to tell. Nigel won the hearts of visitors to the island, settling there alone. Volunteers have spent many hours over the years maintaining the concrete colony. Do you maintain concrete? Do you get a pothole in a concrete bird? Um, No, but I... Uh, what they mean by that is the 
but he's painting the shit on the rocks because it gets worn away and it get, and it goes over time. But also they painted like the heads of the birds yellow and stuff, so they did actually look like birds and they weren't just the shape of them. Just out of work painters. Yeah, <laughs> come here and paint these concrete birds. Why? Yeah. It's for Nigel in his memory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now murder. nail a plaque to his lover. <laughs> but yeah, I saw you posted a uh, response to that article. Yeah, that was quite. Um, I've got it here. It, it quite unbelievable. In, in, yeah, in but um, her, in fairness, this woman's profile is open. You can go through it, and it's like pretty much a lot of. So this is just this is like it's it's quite easy to deride that this is her actual viewpoint um, and not satire, which I'd I'd really hoped it was, but it, it's not. Um, all right, so uh, <clears throat> she starts. I've reacted to this not the way that the author intended, but it actually really bothered me that they framed this around the tragedy of Nigel's life and not the disturbing behaviour of male of a male bird attempting to woo an absolutely disinterested brackets concrete. Close bracket, bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know. Did you read the facial expression on this? Bird? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's not going too far. It okay. is. It's not going too far to actually use this as an example of rape culture. Um, <laughs> this concrete bird did not owe Nigel her or his affection and i really resent referring to the concrete bird as nigel's partner when clearly there was no consent to this relationship <laughs> i'm troubled I, I saw a car crash on on the news today i find it very shocking because neither of the cars gave their consent <laughs> okay yeah i've got a parking ticket the ticket didn't give consent to be mounted onto a car <laughs> All right, okay. I'm troubled by the automatic empathy that Nigel, uh, with Nigel here as the poor scorned bird and possibly emblematic of many scenarios with humans where men sympathise with men getting turned down inexplicably by women or ignored by a woman with her headphones in, etc. I don't know what that's got to do with Nigel. concrete bird had headphones on. It's more believable bird. I don't know. Yeah, I that's why Nigel fell in love with her. She digs music. Yeah. I like you too. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, not me too. You know, you too. Oh, it's all thing. We always tell that story. <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> just the best bit. Maybe Nigel was ostracised from the other canets for reasons you don't know. Maybe he was the paedophile in the last bird community he was in. <laughs> Is she just because his name's Nigel? It sounds a bit like a paedophile's name. <laughs> I don't know. Um, on one level, this is a dumb article. On another level, it says a whole lot more about the humans writing it than it says about Gannett behaviour, which I do not profess to be an expert in. Well, that's right. Yeah, you're not. That's the end of her statement on it, and I'm really glad for her contribution. Well, well, well. she knows that there are paedophiles within the Gannett community <laughs> yeah. and that there is a justice system for those paedophiles to be tried in. <laughs> you can't apply social norms on a fucking bird. You can't call an animal a rapist. It's not a rapist. There's no such thing as consent in animal community. They either, they either fuck or they don't. Wait, 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 wait. Or in the concrete community. <laughs> don't ignore the concrete community she's claiming was raped. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. And, and, and to be honest, I find it offensive that we're imposing a gender on this concrete bird. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, it's... I, oh, God, it drives me fucking insane. But it's... In fairness, I... Po- like, 
the the reason this kind of stuff makes me angry is because I'm like, how many fucking idiots think like this? But then you post and you're like, oh, actually, everyone else thinks she's a fucking idiot. Okay, so I'm okay. There's, I'm validated here and thinking she's a fucking moron. But Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's, Nigel's not a rapist. This isn't <laughs> an, anything to do with a consensual relationship. Stop imposing fucking yeah. human social norms on animals. Mallards fuck female ducks without any consent. And mm. like everyone's always like, oh, they're rapists. It's like, there's no such thing as rape. The duck didn't make a conscious decision. Like, I'm going to rape that. <laughs> yeah. Like They're not going to want to. Yeah. yeah. And Nigel wasn't... <laughs> Why am I defending a bird? <laughs> it's it's fucking ludicrous. You should be defending the victim in this case, which <laughs> yeah. is a concrete, a concrete bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. No, but again, it, yeah, it, that, that's an argument that again is so absurd. Yeah, that one, it's somewhat unbelievable. But if if it's true, you go. If you're you're connecting dots that aren't there, yeah. you're probably angry about something else and yeah. trying to translate it over to the concrete jungle. Well, that's just it. Like, where has this come from? <laughs> just okay. I think you need some. I think help is what it's called. Yeah, in in a, like I said this to someone earlier in the week. It's like in a sense, I, and this is this is uh, taken out of context. This is a horrible thing to say, but in a, in a sense, I I really hope something horrible happened to these people to make them think this way, mm. because the idea that you can be persuaded to thinking that this is the right way to think <laughs> is even more frightening. Yeah. Well, it's just, I think people, some people, are, it's not, stupid's not the word, misguided, I think is, is a better mm. word. It's just a lot of people are so heavily invested in their own misguidance, Yeah. as in, they're so heavily into it that they really can't see outside of it at all. They're just like, no, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. And then that leads on to the next stepping stone, like, this makes sense, and then something else makes sense. I mean, the exact same argument can be said for statues, right? If yeah. you're going to argue about sta- human statues, yeah. people taking photos of human statues or standing next to human statues. Yeah. Well, what? You didn't, she hasn't consented. She hasn't said she wants a photo taken. Yeah. It's a fucking statue. Like, what is your what what is your value system? And the re- and because is Nelson's <clears throat> column a pillar of bukkake because all these pigeons shit all over it? Yeah. He didn't consent to that. But it, again, it's such a completely ludicrous situation yeah. that it come, pulls apart so easily and is so inapplicable to the rest. If you were to follow that line of thought, it just falls off the planet. You go like, okay, so are you saying that any inanimate mineral? has the right and needs consent before anything can happen. Yeah. Well, you can't walk on roads. You can't walk yeah. on anything. You can't breathe yeah. air without its consent. Yeah. Like, it just immediately falls off the... No, mate. You, you're, if that's your viewpoint on the world, yeah. you are not adhering to it. Yeah. So why are you selectively choosing to believe this temporarily? Yeah. Now, what... In I, I will... You, you, I believe you have to look at everything both ways. <sighs> I think that's fair. So, like, I will say... In her defence, there isn't much defending her, but in her defence, she's not... I don't think she's trying to argue about the content of the article and actually what happened as much as she is trying to argue about the way that someone wrote about it. Uh, which, And I think there is a difference. And they think that they're writing about it to, uh, to accommodate rape apologies. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the argument that she's making. I think it's an equally fucking stupid argument. Yeah. But she's not saying that concrete birds have rights. I don't think. I just think she It she's... sounds a lot like she said that <laughs> that concrete 
it was being. She's re- saying it's it's representative. <laughs> the way that it's being spoken about is representative of rape culture. Even though there was no... Because well, there, no, okay, yeah, it's an equally stupid argument. It, yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have to look at it both ways, that's the way to do it. It's, if you have to look both ways, they're both stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't believe she's... maybe a little bit less stupid. Yeah, I don't believe she's, she's making an effort to personify a fake bird. Like, she's, she's, she's trying to... She's attacking the way that it's written she's about. She's not deranged, but, she's misguided to but, my language. Yeah, but at, at the same time, it's equally stupid, and, and she just needs to fuck off <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, i do i do like the whole everyone gets a say everyone has a platform yes. everyone talk about let stuff. people hang themselves <laughs> like that's yeah. that's all it is like if someone if you think someone has a stupid thing to say fucking let them say it i want to hear it like and and regardless of whether you think it's bigoted or whatever let them fucking say it because all of your liberties came from people who everybody said they had bad ideas like the fact that we have the fact that we have freedoms, the fact that we're allowed to say what we want, the fact that gay people have rights and trans people have rights, and the fact that people from all different cultures and everything like that have in in the West at least are able to have a platform and to have a say is indicative of of a point in the past when they weren't and where everybody thought they shouldn't, but because they were given a freedom of speech, attitudes changed, and now you're trying to take that right away from other people like and people for some reason they don't. They they just it, it's like they like they don't spend enough time in front of the mirror and that that that's it it, it just seems fucking backwards to me. Mm. It's like it, it, we we cannot live in a world where you're taking away people's platforms regardless of what of what you think of their ideas because everybody thought your ideas were fucking stupid at one point but yeah. you're here talking. Yeah, but yeah, it's good to have the conversation. It's just we need people need to get used to the conversation yeah. side before the decision making. And also, side. like, pe- I th- I think the people are being fully unrealistic as to how fast they want social mediums to to move. Like, I I don't believe that I I don't believe that there are no bigoted people in the world. I think that's a very short sighted way to think. Like, of course there are racists and horrific people in the world, and, and that's just that's just how it is. But like bigger picture it's a fucking miracle we're not breaking down white picket fences and beating each other to death with them it's a miracle that we're not going outside and shitting on the lawn we're an incredibly civilized people mm. but we are fucking animals and we need to recognize that it's a miracle that we all get along in some respect that we all have this organized little system of houses and shops and that we all have jobs and that we're all just kind of like working towards cause and it only within a couple of thousand years we've managed to do that it's a miracle and now you want all of this like huge upheaval of social reforms to take place in 10 years, it's not going to fucking happen and you have to expect pushback. Well, I think um, I saw an interview with uh, Barack Obama. Uh, he was the president of the United States. Oh, right. Um, and something, I don't like politics. Don't... Oh, was this, was this on Netflix? The... Yeah, David, the, the, the David Letterman one. Yeah, yeah. He, he was on it. And uh, one thing he said that I, uh, I kind of agree, I think puts it into a little bit more perspective is he says, you know, you elect a new president, a new party or whatever, and you expect big change and all this kind of stuff. And he says, really, you're kind of um, captaining a ship, and Mm. the ship's going in a direction, and that ship is your country or your group or whatever. And each president, you know, their their only job is to to change the direction it's going in by about 3%. Yeah. So, like, 97% of it is kind of maintenance and fighting losing battles and doing all this kind of stuff but you have succeeded if you have moved it three percent in the right direction so you can give it to the next person to move it another three percent yeah and so i think 
yeah, my whole belief, my, my whole thing about politics is all. It does. I, I feel like it's kind of irrelevant. It feels like that's what the normal people do, and I'll just sit back and do my thing. Yeah, and kind of get and do whatever. But when people passionately talk about change and all this kind of stuff, I see it as unrealistic. Mm. And I guess it is, but it's it's that three percent change towards something better yeah. that people are fighting for. But they act like it's going to change the world. It's like it won't change if it was if it was argued if if it was presented to me like look not a lot's going to change, but there'll be a little bit less of this in the world. And I'm just mm. passionate because I want that little bit of change. But yeah. Okay. That uh, that makes your argument more presentable to me. Yeah, if yeah. You, like the same as like Christianity. If Christians came to me and said, you know, heaven and hell and sins and all the all this massive drama, and they go like, no, all that all that's a bit too much. You seem insane for thinking all these things. Mm. But if someone said, look, we're Christians, we believe in all this kind of stuff, but the core of it, we just think we should treat your neighbours well. Mm. Be like, okay, fair enough. I understand yeah. that all that craziness, all those beliefs and ideas, fair mm. enough, but. That's the core belief, and that's kind of what you want. Like, oh, okay, that's more presentable to me. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, people wanting change very quickly is kind of natural, and realizing that change does take a little bit of time on a grander scale mm. seems to be something that I think people tend to go like, no, just no platform him, no, no platform. Yeah. Don't talk, can't do anything. That that solve. It's like no, 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 no. You need to learn from this experience and need to get a bit more out of it. Yeah. My th- even if it's only three percent. Mm. Me. Yes, yeah. that's all I saw. Yeah, me. yeah. Um, you, you know about the um, the, the the driver of the, the that, that van that the, the guy drove yeah, into yeah. the people in front of the mosque. Yeah. Um, well, I read about his court case this week because something came out about what he was saying happened. Um, and I don't know if you've have you read it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was trying to make a comment about how. We went from something quite silly into and then and then it's gone very morose, <laughs> and I couldn't think of anything because it, you, your tone went very, yeah. So I've been looking into a murderous attack this week. Well, I was setting, I was setting it up. I know, but, but it's made me laugh. <laughs> but I wanted to explain why. It's just like as, as as I could feel being pulled down. I was like, we're being pulled down quite a bit. <laughs> Let's bring it back up somehow. I can't find a way out. I'm drowning. Well, I'm just going to laugh. There, 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 there is a way out if you let me get to it. Sure. But fine. So there's, there's I the... I hold my laughter. <laughs> so there's a... Yeah, there's, a, there's the, the the guy... Was it last year or was it the year before? I don't, I don't know I what it was, was. I think it was a year ago. Um, and uh, yeah, this uh, guy in a van just ploughed into all of the... Like a group of like, nine <laughs> Muslims in front of him. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. That's like, not funny. Like, but no. I get them still funny. Uh, like one, one, one killed and a bunch of injured and everything like that. So his, 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 his thing has gone to... A bunch of bananas. Yeah. Um, his th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's like you've started playing a song of guitar and I've yeah. come and started playing the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I, I thought it was awkward. <laughs> well, now it is. <laughs> oh, please carry on. Yeah. Please start playing again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's a reflex. It's a reflex. <laughs> I promise El Chapo will not kill you. He'll <laughs> <laughs> kill your clone. But won't kill you. That's a bunch of references to fuck up the edit. 
anyway, back to all those innocent people that got plowed down. For fuck's sake. What, 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 what? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's carry on. I don't know if I can. You have to. The whole thing seems funny now. It's not meant to. <laughs> All right. Okay. Humor right. is an orchestra. You have to take it through the ups and downs. Like you, I'm you, just a trumpet, <laughs> Steve. I'm a one-trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. right, sorry, yeah. So All one, right, so one just, dead and a bunch injured. A bunch injured. I'll, I'll just read the thing. <laughs> I'll just, just read the just thing. Power through. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> All right. So, okay. uh, a man accused of driving a van into a group of people outside a London mosque in June um, conjured up a defence out of thin air, the prosecutors have said. Uh, Down Osborne uh, has intended to kill... Um, had intended to kill... As many Muslims as possible, said Jonathan Rees QC in his closing statement. Mr. Osborne, 48, who denies murder and attempted murder, said a friend... <laughs> what? I planned on killing as many Muslims as possible, but I'm not guilty. No, 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 no. <laughs> How do you please? <laughs> not guilty. <laughs> no, he'd been accused of that. Oh, okay. Darren Osborne had intended to kill as many Muslims as possible, said Jonathan, Jonathan Rees QC in his closing statement. Okay. So right. the guy, the defence person said that. Um, his defence? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do a new lawyer if that was the case. It's my client's defence. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to kill as many people as possible. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, wait, well, he, He's a trier. He's a trier. <laughs> he went big. He didn't go for a Beetle. No. Like a VW Beetle. He yeah. went for a transit van. No, yeah. Went down Long to Vans Direct. Was like, oh, I need a, I need a medium wheelbase. Something <laughs> you know, with some weight behind it. Um, uh, Mr. Osborne, 48, who denies murder and attempted murder, said a friend called Dave was driving the van when it hit people in Finsbury Park, killing one. Uh, but Mr. Reese said uh, Dave's participation was plainly fabricated. Um, you know... You know why he's lying, because despite all of his talk, the defendant doesn't have the courage of his convictions. He has sought to blame someone whose involvement he's invented, he told Woolwich Crown Court. And uh, not to, like, paint terrorists in a good light, because that's a really slippery <laughs> slope to go down. But if they've got anything, it's conviction. Like, they're not, they, they don't kill a load of people and then be like, it was him. Like, yeah. they're very much like, it was me and I did this for this. Yeah, right? I mean... There are certain people who, if left on a desert island full of concrete people, will fall in <laughs> love with one of them <laughs> and will constantly try and let their feelings known, even if they have been shunned by the rest because of <laughs> paedophilic images found on their gannet hard drives. Fucking pedo birds! <laughs> um, Mr. Reese said Mr. Osborne's two contradictory statements during his trial told the jurors everything you need to know about the defendant's approach to these proceedings. He urged jurors not to allow Mr. Osborne to pull the wool over, uh, over your eyes, adding the defendant's motivation had been a warped hatred of all Muslims uh, with its roots in material he had watched on TV and online, which I think is, is a fair statement at this point. Um, his chosen weapon was a large van, yep, uh, <laughs> capable of inflicting fatal injuries if uh, if driven into cut of pedestrians now weirdly when he was like his chosen weapon I pictured a video game where you were taking like a pistol handgun van <laughs> <laughs> training um, with a van yeah. 
Um, earlier, Reese challenged the defendant to explain why Dave had not been seen on CTV, CCTV getting out of the van after the collision, in which nine people were also injured. And Mr. Osborne said, well, he's like Dynamo. He's, he's an illusion, an illusionist. He can make himself vanish, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He vanished. <laughs> That's literally what it says. Now, this is the bit you won't believe. He fucking vanished. <laughs> Defense rest, Your Honor. Hey, talk to his ex-wife. Like, he, she, he dumped her at the altar. Yeah. He was there one minute, gone the next. He did the same thing at this terrorist attack. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and he insisted Dave had not been made up. <laughs> uh, he vanished. I don't know. I didn't make him up. <laughs> he's, he's real. Was it Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave. <laughs> uh, he's like Dynamo, an illusion, an illusionist. He can make himself vanish. Perhaps I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be like on court records somewhere. <laughs> I don't. I can't. Un- I can't understand someone typing that word for word and not just bursting out laughing. <laughs> And then having to type out their own laugh. <laughs> just, <laughs> just everyone. What? The, no, looks funny on my face. <laughs> Judge this like head in his hand. Just like, oh, he, okay. is, he, he is real. This shit again. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> can, can you bring him for questioning? I would, but he's still vanished. Yeah, he's he's, he's trying to cross the Thames with like just he sent him to Dynamo. <laughs> he's like Dynamo, except really racist. <laughs> For more episodes, the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.